0: Uh, I'm Ian Newman. I'm the director of the Nebraska Prevention Center for Alcohol and Drug Abuse, which is the home of the Nebraska Collegiate Consortium to Reduce High-Risk Drinking, which is what your 26, 27 campuses are all members of. And the consortium came into existence uh, some years ago, 2006, with 13 members who agreed to come together and try to coordinate and share resources to try to reduce high-risk drinking on their campuses. And it has grown now to cover practically all of the students that are in higher education in Nebraska and 27 of the campuses that are here. So it's through sharing of the sort of information you bring from each of your campuses, the questions you bring from each of your campuses, and the opportunity to learn from outside people that we can manage to organize because we've come together that makes the consortium work. And it also works because we've got top-notch staff. Many of you have had contact with Megan Hopkins who's sitting at the back. She's our project manager, she coordinates, saves me from embarrassing myself daily, and uh, makes this thing work. So I'd like you to just acknowledge her role, would you please? Also not here is my assistant Michelle Marsh. She's out in the hope that there might be somebody late, which usually in Nebraska never happens. Um, She also has been critical in uh, the success of the things we've done. And we want to acknowledge uh, Linda Major. Linda is the rock in this part of the state. In fact, I would say for this campus, around which all the alcohol turmoil over the years has circulated and she's always been there to help us out with insights, ideas, abilities to bring people together and to identify resources that we can bring. So uh, she's uh, always been involved in in alcohol related issues even before she joined the university. She's a special assistant or the the, uh, assistant to the Vice Chancellor for Academic Affairs and you never see much of what she does but we want to acknowledge it. Linda, thank you very much. (laughs) The consortium uh, exists because it has a steady funding stream, and that enables us to do things like this. It enables us to analyze your survey data, to help you with surveys, to uh, join in the teleconferences, to get Megan's assistance in identifying resources, and, the, and the, the reason we've been able to do that is we've had this funding stream from the Nebraska Office of Highway Safety. The consortium started with money that came from the U.S. Department of Education and various programs, but as we work through that, the state in the person of the Nebraska Office of Highway Safety and their director, Fred Zawonacek, has picked up the support for this entity. And, and our representative from Fred's office, Sim Reynolds, is here today. And we want also to thank Fred and his office and Sim for the guidance that they give us in, in running the consortium. <clears throat> the consortium, as you know, has some fairly straightforward objectives. We want to assist member colleges in cooperation with their local community coalitions to develop and implement comprehensive environmental strategies and plans to reduce high-risk drinking. And we have some community people here today from some of the communities in which the colleges are located, and that's hopefully an opportunity for you to get together and talk about, in your local community, how you can work together. We're also interested in coordinating skill building opportunities for higher education officials and community coalition members, which is what we're all about today. This is a unique opportunity to learn about um, a college alcohol intervention in a matrix. And we want to facilitate dialogue among the campuses, because we've learned that there's a great deal of expertise on each campus, and unless we can find a way to share it with each other, it's somewhat lost to the rest of us. So hopefully when we break, when we have lunch, we'll get a chance to meet with other people and uh, share ideas, ask questions, learn what you can from them. And we want to serve as a a vehicle linking what's going on in Nebraska with what's going on nationally. Each of us perhaps can't do that, but collectively through the coalition, the consortium, we can do that. And so that's really the fourth uh, purpose of uh, the consortium. So if you didn't uh, pick up one of the brochures either on the prevention center or on the uh, collegiate consortium when you came in, please uh, do so when you take a break, just to be reminded of the commonality of what we're trying to do. It's fairly simple, it's fairly straightforward, but in implementation it is difficult. So today. Let's talk about today real briefly. For those of you that are traveling or traveled and you need to get reimbursed, make sure that you see Megan or you get the necessary papers to Megan so we can get that reimbursement done. The other thing uh, I would remind you that there's an evaluation form that we would like to have uh, filled out uh, when you leave. So those two things (coughs) are important. We will have lunch at the appropriate time in the area where you are just having your, uh, your breakfast. Uh, the toilets are on the other side of that room if you need them. And our hope is that when you leave here this afternoon, you have a working knowledge of the college alcohol intervention model. And that with that knowledge, you have an idea of three things that you might like to initiate and think about doing on your campus in the short term, and that when you leave here with that added knowledge and understanding of the potentials here, that you have four ideas of longer-term things you might like to work on, in terms of reducing underage drinking, or as we would call it, high-risk drinking, on college campuses. So keep that in mind. So, the matrix that you're going to learn about today, have a chance to talk with others about it, have a chance to talk with people who were involved in developing the maintenance matrix, uh, was developed for higher education officials, particularly alcohol and other d- drug program and student life staff who seek to address the harmful underage, the harms of underage drinking among students. And I would add to that, high risk drinking among students. The college alcohol intervention model is intended to inform and guide officials as they choose interventions in their college communities. It represents the best thinking there is today in terms of what will work. And therefore it has great value. And we're really lucky because two of the people that were involved in two of the the key teams developing this matrix are here. Um, There were two strategic teams that developed the matrix. One dealt with environmental issues, which you've heard us talk about a lot, and the other with individual issues, which most of you have to deal with on a a daily basis. And... uh, Tobin Nelson was involved in the environmental group. And Tobin is an associate professor at, at, in the Division of Epidemiology and Community Health at the University of Minnesota School of Public Health. He has a doctor in public health from, from Harvard, and he's interested in the public policy dimensions of substance abuse, physical activity, obesity, highway safety, and the ind- impact of and participation in organized sports. So there's a variety of dimensions that he's looking at young people through, including drug education. Uh, And Tobin is going to talk this morning about uh, the matrix model from his perspective. I want to introduce him now, and I'm going to introduce the other speaker now, and then we can get to the program and we don't have to stop for interventions again. Tobin, would you stand and be welcome to Nebraska? Our second speaker is Jason Kilmer, who's been here before, and he's a clinical psychologist from the University of Washington. He's an associate professor in psychiatry and behavioral sciences. He's also assistant director of health and wellness for alcohol and other drug and education programs in the Division of Student Life, Health and Wellness. And he works across campuses directly with students to increase student access to evidence-based approaches, and he's the second speaker, or the the second of our two speakers, um, and he's worked on the individual level approaches, and as you can tell, has significant experience and expertise in that area. Now when we break for break time and when we break for lunch, I hope you'll take questions that you haven't been able to ask from the floor to them and get all you can. We're paying them, so get all you can out of them, would you, (laughs) while they're here? Make them earn their money. We don't want them going away with any, not having answered any of our questions.